we're heading into winter break here. On a normal year, oftentimes holidays are triggers for mental health um, struggles. In a year where there's also a pandemic and that pandemic does obviously impact what the holidays look like in many ways, it's very limiting. It's very different without all the holiday parties and you know, going downtown and doing different things for a lot of athletes. There's just a lot of things being canceled. Um, as well as kind of this letdown of going, you know, having a break and maybe feeling emotions that you haven't been engaging in for the, for a while because you've tried to just stick to your studies and get done what needs to get done. So there may be even some kind of delayed letdown of emotional mental health. Just give us a few tidbits of things, some tips that you would give for investing in your mental wellness over the holiday break. Yeah, I want to start with some statistics. So the CDC in April did a study. The prevalence of symptoms of anxiety disorders was approximately three times that of the April of 2019. Depression was approximately four times that of the April of 2019. And about a quarter of the people said that they had trauma and stress-related symptoms. So one thing to think about is you're not alone. Lots and lots of people in the United States have lots of trouble. If you think of college students and high school students, 75% reported in a recent study of active minds that they had trouble maintaining a routine. And 20% said that their mental health had significantly worsened. So maintaining a routine is really important. So not sleeping in until noon because... And then like lethargically getting out of bed and then maybe doing something and maybe not doing anything and then binge watching some kind of Netflix that I didn't really pick consciously. It's very easy to get into that and that makes us feel really bad. I mean, you know, no one says you need to get up at 530 like you did when you had your early morning practices, but maintaining a regular bedtime and wake up time. And having some structure in your day is really important. Have that structure, if at all possible, have some element of exercise because athletes usually regulate their emotions with activity, with workouts. And that doesn't go away just because we have a pandemic. So if you can have some exercise, preferably outside, that is really important. Getting some light. You know, obviously, social distance safe having some kind of little goals. So I'm going to learn how to make a quiche. I am going to learn how to play this one scale on the instrument I just took up. You know, if you have a way of um, exercising often, you know, setting some goals there. So if you think about how your life has gone up to this point, it's been a succession of setting goals, reaching them, and then continuing. That's how you get good in your sport. While you cannot do that with your team right now and the uncertainty of, are we going to have a season? Are we not going to have a season? What's going to happen here is hanging over most college sports and high school sports. I mean, there is no certainty there, right? Having those little personal goals, whether they're athletic or otherwise, that's really important. So the two biggest tips are structure, and goals. And then the third big tip is social contact. It's really difficult, but there are Netflix watch parties. There are ways of 
you know, having a friendly competition with your friends who who can run, you know, I don't know, 15 miles in a week or whatever. So, you know, like whatever a realistic goal is, having regular Zoom calls, maybe having a Zoom lunch with someone, cooking something at the same time. I've heard people, that's kind of something that people do. So be inventive with that. If you can, take socially distant walks outside with a face mask. So yes, that is not the hug that you would rather give your teammate or the slap on the back or whatever you do usually. It's second or third or fourth best, but it still will lift your spirits to some degree. And then there's a whole question of the holidays. So you're not going to see your elderly relatives. You might be very close to a grandparent or great aunt or something like that. You might not see your siblings. You might not see all of your parents because you live in a, you know, in a, in a blended or family kind of situation or divorced family kind of situation. That's really, really tough. Again, if you can, Zoom, FaceTime, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of other electronic ways of connecting. Try to do something in that vein. Try to connect. And then a lot of you will have lost relatives to COVID or just to other, other illnesses and not been able to do the rituals that we usually do in order to be with someone when they die or get some closure. I encourage you to one, talk about it with other people in your life that have the same issue. But two, there are the rituals that our society has developed and for good reason that usually is getting together because it helps. But since that's not possible in the pandemic, having some kind of ritual to remember someone by and try to try to grieve works like, you know, lighting a candle every night at seven for five minutes, whatever works for you, but try to find something. Usually it has some meaning with the person that you lost and take care of other people in your life. Helping others helps us. So we, there's lots of um, data on the thing that makes us feel the best is not getting something for ourselves. The effect lasts much longer if you do something for someone else. So if you, you know, might not have the money, but can do something in a safe way to help those that are less fortunate, whether it's distributing food through a food kitchen or, you know, um, calling someone who is in a nursing home and isolated and needs a phone call, whatever it is that you can do, there are lots and lots of opportunities to volunteer. That often makes people feel better too, especially around the holidays. For sure. Shoveling some uh, snow for a neighbor or something like that, where you're combining the physical as well as that kind of feel good moment of doing something nice. For great somebody. idea. That's yeah. a great Bettina, oh, you have one more thing to add? Same. One of the things that has gone up pretty significantly in the pandemic, in addition to suicidality, is substance use. So if at all possible, try to refrain from going down that road. You know, marijuana sales, sales have hit record highs. Using that to numb yourself usually does not lead to improved mental health. Never leads to improved mental health, maybe would be a better way of saying it, but not in the long run. It might relieve some acute distress, but it might have unintended consequences. So 
staying away from that would be something else I would recommend. Great. That's good advice. Thank you so much for that. Neither Sideline USA nor its affiliates provide clinical or medical care of any kind via their relationship with Sideline. At no time should a user have an expectation of clinical care or professional services offered or rendered.